yeah, so those are some of mine for this year. I think I think at the end of the year, I, I'll need to do an actual wrap-up on books because I read so many, and it's easy to forget. That's my problem. I just, there's this list, and I was going, when Bob had sent us these little cheat sheets, um, I went through as well. Oh, I forgot about that one. Oh, I like that one too. But if I have to pick my favorite books, then okay, we've got to go and eliminate some of these. Right. Well, I like to go on Goodreads and put my books in there just to store them so that I know what I've read because I I can't always remember the names of, of some of the really good books. Like The House in the Cerulean Sea. That was beautiful. It was right. just, and, and again, it, it hits the... T.J. Klune is hitting the top of my list right now big time. Uh, and he's just... He just writes beautifully. Yeah. He just it's, writes beautifully it's, about the human condition and about, you know, his characters are just... I don't know about so any of the other well. books. The, the way this one came across was just... I, I, I have a hard time putting into words how it grabbed me. And it's not my cup of tea at all. This is not the kind of thing I would usually read. And it was like, oh. Yeah, it's beautifully done. Well, it's literary. He he's, writes literary fiction, but it's paranormal or fantasy literary fiction. It's very oh. interesting. It's he treads he he kind of treads over those edges, which is and he does it beautifully. He really does. Anyway, I'm sure my list will change. It always does. You know, favorites are hard with books. I love them all. So when people say, well, what's your favorite book that you've read? I, I did a um, young writers conference last Saturday where I presented uh, to three different groups of students at, during the morning about writing. And one of the questions you invariably get at these kinds of things is, what's your favorite book that you've written? And... I always like depends on which day you ask. Yeah, I always like to say, well, I, you know, much like my children, I don't have any favorites. But honestly, with books, it's always the thing that I'm currently writing or have just written, (laughs) just finished, or just finished, and and that's usually my favorite. Right now, my favorite book of mine is the book I'm working on. I mean, final edits on the middle grade. It's steampunk and it's. And there's voice. So my my current favorite is Silver Magic because it's the one I've just finished. And I think personally, it's the one I like best of the series. So interesting. (laughs) Yeah, that's good to know because uh, I did start reading it and I have only gotten a few chapters in because I'm having to slide it in there into my schedule. But so far, I rather like it. So I'll let you know. Though, well, you know, I'll find something. It, it's, it starts out with a way that kind of grabs your attention. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Oh. So we have, um, honestly, another question on our list today. And I think this is something you can probably speak better to than I can. But. Um, yes. Let's talk about the new Dune movie. I mean, I think the question what we got was. Uh, has the new Dune movie re-engaged science fiction in the way Game of Thrones re-engaged fantasy? I'm interested in your take on this because I rather liked the Dune movie that Sting was in. So here, I have a, I preface by saying I have not yet seen the new one. The, the latest. I haven't either. So. It's only been out a few days and I just have not had any time where I could what? go to the movies. <laughs> Um, 
And I did learn, which I was not aware of, and I don't know why, that it's probably only the first third of the book. Yeah, that's but what But they I have made book, in terms of money, that they've agreed to fund the second movie, which right. is a big, big start. Um, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of look at this question and say, well, first, I don't think that the science fiction community needs to be re-engaged. I think it's been engaged consistently for the last several years. I think that it's just a little more diffuse and less popular with popular culture than, say, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones pulled people in who weren't really fantasy fans in the first place. Um, and I'm, I'm going to get to a couple of points that I want to make. Number one, there is such a variety of good science fiction programming that is available to the true fan. There is Altered Carbon. There is Black Mirror. There is um, The Expanse. And if you like there fun, is there's Killjoys. Killjoys, Space Sweepers, and let's not forget Cowboy Bebop comes out on the 19th of November. <laughs> You're a little excited about that, are you? Yes, I am. Okay. I'm also excited about it because it's on a platform that I can watch on my own time and not have to pay oh, money see, at the movie theater. I love that. I, now, because I don't backing like up, theater. I would make the argument that the way for Game of Thrones was paved by Lord of the Rings. Mm, I would say by the movies. Probably I think those movies yeah. re-engaged the um, epic fantasy fan into... Hollywood popular culture. They were kind of off in their little place there, you know, learning Cinderin and, you know, <laughs> quoting we, the Silmarillion. We, we, okay, maybe I can spell my name in Elvish, among other things, but hey, come on. <laughs> um, and those movies really brought that out, really made that a popular culture thing. Game of Thrones built on that. Now, with great acting, great production value, uh, and a great story, at least in the first season, that engaged everybody and made them want to, you know, drew them in, caught them in George's little trap that he always sets, <laughs> and then, you know, Drag them along for, what, six seasons. Um, but I would say that wasn't fantasy fans. That was just fans. That was just popular culture. I, I, Dune might do that with science fiction. I would argue, though, that the true fan really does, has, has never been disengaged. It's just that the genre is so big... Um, you know, are you engaged in Star Trek and the, Star all movies, or I mean, they, Star Wars and all right? the movies, or are you a hard science fiction fan who looks at the Expanse and says, "Yes, someone finally did it right," or are you somebody like me who just loves character and just ate the Killjoys up 
like right. mad because right. it's just all about the dialogue and the characters, right? right? Again. The um, madness. So I, I, I think it's a different dynamic. Now, will Dune then f- fall into that pop, pop culture, you know, Marvel mindset? I don't know. I don't know. I think it would be very hard. I think I don't think Dune is going. From what I have seen in the trailers and previews, I'm not seeing the movie. Um, I don't think it's going to be easily approachable. Well, it's not going to pull people in in the same way because, first of all, it's it's more like the Lord of the Rings, like you said. As far as they, they did a third of it, they did the one movie, and so they're going to be doing it in chunks. But it's not a series like a television. Every week, tune in and you get some full frontal along with some fantasy. I mean, that's <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's how I saw it on there. It's like, oh, there's a lot of that going on. Hmm. Well, there's a lot of that going on because they can do that. But on the other hand, I don't know. I, I think most people who are not fans of the genres, and they get lumped together, and I think that's unfair. But I think people who are not generally genre fiction fans or genre movie fans find epic fantasy a bit more approachable when it's done in the big special effects, you know, well-known actors, Hollywood style. It didn't hurt that they had Sean Bean in there. I mean, come on. Yeah, true. Um, So it's a lot – it's going to suck more people in who ordinarily wouldn't pick up George's book and read it. Right. Um, Dune is not an approachable story. No, it's not, and it's it is it is a very well. Even aside from that, the everybody can relate to to knights and castles and sword and sorcery. We grew up with fairy tales. If you look at the layers of Dune, it is a political intrigue and dynastic warfare type of book but it's set in a future with technology that makes no sense to anybody who's not already initiated into the culture i don't mean the culture of dune but just the science fiction culture and i get the impression i hope anyway they don't spend a whole have a lot of time explaining it either yeah that's what i've heard i've heard that they basically approach it in a nice way of not info dumping and not doing all of that. So Bob, you know, you know yeah. how we do this and that and the other thing with this, you know, specific right. technology. They just approach it in a good storytelling way is what I've heard. So I'm um, I'm interested in how that's done. Yeah. I I'll, I have to see it. I it's, it's on the list. It, it will be done probably within the next week. Um, it's just a matter of finding time and, you know, getting it taken care of. Well, it'll be interesting. I, I do have it on my, at some point to watch list because I am interested in, in seeing it. I did read the books, three of them anyway. I don't know. Were there more? That, there were more. There, right? there are were like more, five or but something. The, the three are pretty much the story. The story, right? I think once we get beyond... Children of Dune, uh, we start to get into the why the heck aren't you changing anything? Right. Oh, that right. My right, right. My, my pet peeve resurfaced right. after Children of Dune. 
you know, we, we had this whole big, huge jihad, and then we went back to status quo ante. I mean, come on, guys. Yeah, so I'm, I uh, am told by our producer that I should mention that uh, the Dune 1984 was uh, directed by David Lynch. Lynch. Yes, okay. That so, was really for your benefit, not uh, for... Yeah. <laughs> I, you know what I remember most about it? I remember the Bene Gesserit piece, and I remember that I thought they did a good job. At the time, I thought they did a great job with the special effects with the sandworms. I thought that, and I, and of course I love Sting, so I was all, yeah. I thought he did a glorious job of being that character. It was everything that character yes. needed to be. Exactly. Every I, they ounce went of it. way over the top with mm -hmm. the Baron and a few other things, yeah. and yeah. you know, made everything a little bit too cartoonish. On the other hand, the imagery was stunning. Yes. Yes. And it conveyed this sense of an overly complicated, decadent society in, in such a wonderful way, just with yeah. the way that, that things were imagined. Yeah. Um, I was sorely disappointed in what they did with the storyline and the huge narration pieces that, you know, clearly somebody... Somebody besides David Lynch decided had to be in there. Yeah, probably. Yeah. You know, because it doesn't make any sense. Well, to those who know, it makes perfect sense. <laughs> so, 